We talk about the perseverance of Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa on today's episode. We also go in depth about the Browns' current running back room. Five guys in that room is not sustainable for a regular season roster. We take some listener questions, all that and more. Your latest Locked On Browns with Jeff Lloyd and Garrett Bush. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast brought to you by the Locked On podcast network appreciate everybody who makes lockdown browns their first listen day in day out whatever podcast platform you use make sure you follow subscribe to the show five star ratings written reviews and of course folks now on youtube uh north of 450 subscriptions let's keep those coming i hope you guys are truly truly enjoying it just another avenue for the uh for us uh you know i did put out a tweet yesterday asking even if you are just an audio guy or gal Go ahead, please subscribe anyway. Got some people to do that. So, you know, truly appreciative of all of you for that. Um, We're going to get into some things here today. Obviously, we'll have more, you know, legit Browns coverage in the next couple of days as, you know, OTA is officially going to get underway today. Some more workouts for the team. Um, Within, obviously, you know, the country within the past 24 hours, you know, another difficult, difficult day. Um, And, you know, everybody has so many feelings, and we're not going to go too in-depth on this, Um, you know, but... You know, look, let's not ever think that we're going to be able to have a world that is perfect. I think we're all in the understanding of that, that that is an unrealistic dream. Um, But, you know, children, educators, that's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. It should be an absolute safe haven. I have two daughters who are teenagers. My wife works in a high school. This is stuff that, you know, irks me to my core on a daily basis. One of the reasons I try to keep myself as busy as I can till three o'clock in the afternoon. So I know that everybody's okay and we can move on to the next day. Um, and dealing with tragedy and you go through obviously so much and talking about that, I mean, this is Brown's related right now. And I know it's not really been talked about and I'm assuming he's tr- you know trying to keep this as quiet as possible so he can focus on his family, certainly focus on the job that the Cleveland Browns are paying to do. Uh, Jeremiah Wusu Kormo, obviously back, you know, everybody's, you know, seen some footage here and there, um, you know, 100% to it on the grind, you know, doing everything the Cleveland Browns asking for as far as what his job is, but it's certainly a difficult situation. Like I know for me, you know, I went in the last few years, you know, I lost my older brother. I lost my father. And what do you normally try to do in situations like that? You try to immerse yourself in your work, you know what I'm saying? So you can, you know, I don't want to say take your mind off it but start to focus on some other things. Um, so, and I think this is for me, G, and I think for everybody, this is one of the things that's just so impressive about a guy like Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa is, you know, he, he came in here last year, um, all business as a rookie. And there were certainly, you know, some changes, you know, a lot of the stuff he was doing for the Browns, he was doing at Notre Dame in addition to doing other things. Now as a full-time linebacker here in U2, year two, obviously sky is the limit for this young player, a dedicated player, an intense player, a ferocious player. Um, But I think 
it, it's not getting the due it maybe deserves right now, and that may be on his end. But for a player to come in here and you know just basically have to you know clear everything out, and obviously there's a lot still unresolved as far as the passing of his brother, and it's certainly a tough time for him and his family. Um, but you know, a number one is part of what foot football's about. I mean, you know, look, you ain't close with everybody in that locker room, but when you when you're all together, you are. You're a team. You're a family. You got to get things done. So you know, as many things as you know wants to point to maybe a negative currently in this locker room with the Browns in that situation. And we all understand. And, you know, with that type of stuff, it, it, it's, it, it, it's inspiring to see a man going through everything he's going through like Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa and still just, you know, this is my job. This is my livelihood. This is what I do. And it's still going to get 110% of my attention. Well, you know, I want to I want to rewind it a little bit back um, to the beginning and kind of touch on, on, you know, some of the things that's going on in our country right now. You know, um, for for me, um, I, I just I, I don't I, I don't understand it. Um, I, I don't understand why it seems like the people um, that we're, we're trying to preach education in this country. Everybody you, you ask says something about education and education is this key to uh, ending poverty and education is the key to, you know, us being a better as a society. But why is it that that the place where people are trying to get these educations are the most vulnerable? Why is it why is it an opportunity for people to run up in schools or run up in churches and places of worship and praise and places of higher education and shoot those buildings up? And, and for for me, I look at it like this, man. You know, you we we're doing, especially at the top of our food chain, the leaders in our country are not doing a thing about it. Steve Kerr said it. I'm not gonna go more Matt back more in depth as he did, but they're not doing what it needs to be done to protect kids. Why in why on earth can you have armed guards at the Capitol Hill? You got armed guards at every government building. We need to start having armed security at every single school because at the end of the day, if we're not going to have uh, individuals be safe by, by just because they're, they're, those places are supposed to be off, we all in society are supposed to see, think these places are off limits. Like, who would think of that? But until we can get a wrap on that, we need to have some sort of measures for kids to be not scared to go to school. And I think it's up to the, our elected officials to to do things besides going back and forth about culture wars we need to start actually doing something that really matters and in this case protecting your kids and your and your future generations i will digress off that and move to jok and you talk about a person who is you know uh, the potential homicide this is you know they're they're investigating this and i could i don't know what i would be able to do if if i was going through that situation um, you're never going to be able to, um, you know, pe people say, I'm going to, I'll just put my life back together and keep moving. Now nah, you don't put your life together after nothing like that. You just living. You just, it's always going to be with you. It's always going to be there. When, when you look in the stands, you might look at my man, certain things you do throughout the day. It's going to remind you of that person. And I don't, I just, for him, I, I, you know, I don't, my heart goes out to him, man, because I know how, how close my family is. And if I lose my brothers or any of my, I got two brothers. If I mm -hmm. lost them, I would be freaking out. Um, so one thing about football, though, football does give you an opportunity to, to have some normalcy. It gives you a routine so you don't have to think about it. It gives you something to be around people. 
it gives you the opportunity to be around your people. You got brothers outside, but you also have brothers inside the locker room who will help you through some of those things too. So I just believe that, you know, JLK is immersing himself in, into football. But I always, I, I would also say too, that the Browns and, and, and the organization need to put the proper people around him as far as, as far as grief counseling, as far as counseling for his family and being able to talk to somebody and knowing that his mental health is the most important thing because yes, we want you as a football player, but we also want your mental health to be at a place where you can live and be a productive member of society after football happens. And the other thing is, and we hear this from so many professional athletes, you know, who get this opportunity, who work to get this opportunity, you know, to maybe put themselves in an incredible financial position. And a lot of them, what do you hear? It's the same old thing. You want to be able to, you know, share it with your family. You want to be able to, you know, help your family out, put your families in better situations. And Jeremiah Usukoromo, you know, on the verge of doing this. And then, you know, something, you know, terrible like this happens. And, you know, when it's the way it happened, you know, look, we understand some people pass away, obviously. Um, but, but this particular incident, you know, where there's a million questions and, it, and it's not just, oh, you know, my brother passed away from cancer. You know, I lost so-and-so in a car accident. Uh, you know, so, it appears that somebody, you know, maliciously went out of their way to do something heinous to take his brother from him. And so, um, look, you know, with this, obviously emotions come up with things from yesterday and it, it, it kind of made me think about, you know, just JOK, obviously different types of emotions, but people, you know, everybody's dealing with something at every given time. And yes, there's major changes that need to be in this country, but there's also minor changes that needed to be made simply as just being better people to each other. The complete disrespect. I can see it's simple stores. Somebody won't open to hold a door for somebody literally two seconds, two seconds to hold a door for somebody. It doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but it does. That's the whole point of it. That's people's defense. Oh, it doesn't really mean that much. It does. If we are just a genuinely better people to each other, hopefully somehow, some way it translate, it, it translates and it goes down further to these kids who we are trying to protect who are going, gee, these are the kids that are going to be making, these kids are going to be making decisions when we gray and old. They are going to be making the decisions on what is best for us. So you want to know what? I want them protected. I want them educated. I want them smart as hell. So hopefully they are making the smartest decisions for everybody when their generation basically comes to the point where they are in charge. We are going to get to some more football things here. Cleveland Browns right now currently got a pretty, pretty stacked running back room. And it's not too hard to see that the writing's kind of on a wall here. Um, you ain't going to be able to keep all of them. So we're going to get into that. Your host, Jeff Floyd, G. Bush here. Your latest Lockdown Browns YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, kids. We need to tell you about Athletic Greens AG1. Our next partner has this product. I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because it was suggested to me. Um, I'm sluggish in the morning, you know, part of its age, part of its diet, part of its, uh, I don't take the best care of myself, but I got no choice. I got kids. We got to get up. We got to get moving. I got work to do. I got to sit down here every morning with Garrett. We've got to find a way to make it through the day here. So for me, vitamins, it's always been a little bit of an issue with vitamins. You know, you got to take a million of them or they're so strong. You end up getting almost like a vitamin belly, which for me, I, I'm not really, you know, I'm saying I, I, I've got a bellyache by 8 a.m. if I take the actual amount of vitamins I need to take. So with AG1, one delicious scoop, I get 
75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptions to help start my day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, my nervous system, my immune system, my energy, my recovery, my focus, and most of all, guys, aging. When I consume it, I usually I will pour my cup of coffee in the morning. I get myself a bottle of water. I mix the AG1 with the water. I notice as within the next hour, my alertness is coming to me just as much as it would be in the middle of the day. My wife has started taking it as well. It gets her going. It helps her get going. She's got to deal with a classroom full of special needs kids. She can't go in there and basically go in there at 50%. She's got to do what she's got to do. So it's really been a big, big change for her. It is lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten, it works with everything. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. And it still turns out to be pretty tasting good. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is also important to add these to the winter months when you do not get nearly as much sunlight. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplemental routine to recover. It cost almost $100 a day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create optimal nutrition uh, the routine of it on his own. So he says how out to do it himself. Athletic Greens is a client neutral uh, certified company. In 2020, AG purchased carbon benefits that support projects uh, protecting old growth rainforest. For every purchase, we donate to organizations helping to get nutritious foods to kids in need, including No Kids Hungry here in the U.S. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million type of pill, uh, pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush in the building, Jeff Lloyd in the building. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at GBush91, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd on Twitter as well. And also, we want to make sure you guys know, make sure we are here on YouTube. You don't want to miss it. Hey, we're almost right, right now in the end of May. We're looking at June. You know what that means. We're going to be talking about some running backs coming up here. But guess what? Camp. We're going to have some camp information here. Your boy G. Bush uh, will be out there with Adam the Bull. We will be out in camp some days. So I'm going to be able to come back here, and me and Jeff are going to definitely be able to talk about some of the things we see in camp. You don't want to miss those videos. So if you want to see those videos, make sure you hit subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our videos. And make sure you go ahead and download our podcast as well, anywhere that you find your podcast. Now, Jeff, we you talked about it before break. We're talking about the running backs, and we're going to get into kind of some position-by-position position type things going into camp. Uh, and, and one of the most intriguing position groups is the running back group. You got five guys that you say are on the roster, and all those five guys, to be honest with you, have some talents, have unique skills. Um, what's your thought on this deep running back uh, skills preliminarily, like as a large overarching thing? 
This is where it gets kind of tricky. Um, and look, with Demetric Felton, we're not sure. There's some reports now that they think maybe he's more of a running back. There's still maybe some reports where maybe that was kind of overblown. He's going to be part of both rooms. That's a subject I'll get to here in a second. Um, we know basically this room starts and falls with Nick Chubb. Browns now heavily invested with Nick for the future contract extension. One less thing to care about. And then there are a lot of people, oh, well, in an analytic lens, would you, you know, a running back, is that the correct way to go? The point is with Nick Chubb is you're out there, and if you're talking to younger players on your roster, you point to Nick Chubb and say, work like that guy. That's what we're looking for. So, yes, under an analytic lens, paying Nick Chubb this contract may not have may fit an analytic lens. Some people break the mold. Nick Chubb is certainly that type of guy. He is your bell cow. I don't think the Browns have any interest in giving him north of 300 calories. Calories. They're not going to do what the Titans do with Derrick Henry. And part of that is, is now they are invested in the long haul with Nick Chubb. It's about 22. It's about 23. It's about 24. Having this player to be a part and not just burning him out early. Uh, you get to Kareem. And, you know, again, one of the most untalked about points of last season as far as failures and things that didn't go right for the Cleveland Browns, not having Kareem Hunt for nine games for a team that had struggled passing the football. Kareem Hunt could have been a huge, huge asset. In my opinion, certainly would have turned the tides of a couple of games. The Browns ended up on the losing end of last season. Um, you drafted Jerome Ford, a fifth round pick. Is anything essentially maybe guaranteed to a fifth round pick for the Cleveland Browns right now? No. But you look at the height, you look at the size, you look at the speed, you look at the production, and you can see that this is a player, the way this offensive line is construed, should succeed, would be able to eat if given opportunities. You had a situation with Dearness Johnson, and it almost seems like hard to grasp right now. You know, Dearness Johnson would, if he does, obviously, $2.5 million. The question is, is, you know, how does he get himself any better than he did last year for the Browns. You figure Kareem's going to have more health. Jerome Ford is here. There is the possibility of Demetri Felton. So that certainly makes for a difficult, difficult situation for the Browns. I think Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, and now Demetri Felton. For me, Demetri Felton, this is where it becomes difficult. If you try to look at it and say, oh, well, wide receiver. Okay, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Anthony Schwartz, the two rookies, that's five. Jakeen Grant, that's six. Demetri Felton would be your seventh. Jakeen Grant obviously signed to do return abilities. Felton did some of that last year, but if you gave this money to Jakeen Grant, this is his gig. So seventh wide receiver for Demetri Felton. You go to the running back room, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, Jerome Ford. If he's the seventh wide receiver or the fifth running back, this is a really, really tough spot for Demetri Felton. There was some success yes, uh, last year, uh, showed some ability in the slot, obviously gets Houston Texans, scored a big touchdown, scored a big touchdown in the final game of the season uh, against the you know Cincinnati Bengals. But we're in a spot here where it could be one, if not two. Um, we don't know where the Browns are going to be as far as a fullback this year. Is that going to be something where maybe they can keep four running backs because we're going to use a tight end and we're going to go maybe H back and we can line them up at fullback, you know, similar to what they did in 2018. But it's a tough, tough situation here. Um, you know, I don't know if you'd want to move on with Kareem because the potential of what you could lose. I mean, if something were to happen and Nick misses a couple of games, you know, Kareem Hunt can step up and be a featured back. We all know we've already seen that. We're not necessarily sure everybody else can essentially do that. But this is now a tough room to read here right now. And you're going to have some guys working their butts off this summer for the Browns. And most likely it's going to be to open the eyes of another NFL GM, another NFL head coach who's going to say, hey, man, we lost a running back. I, I could use somebody who seems to excel. And all these Browns, look, they're all good. They all can contribute. 
And this is one of the more difficult things because the Cleveland Browns are going to be situations now where they got to move on from good players just because they don't have the room. Uh, You know, I think you really broke it down well. Um, When you look at the different skill sets, I think it comes down to a couple of different things uh, and a couple of different players who, who are in jeopardy of possibly being a casualty. Uh, of the Browns just being a great team. First of all, you know, no one has to worry about Nick Chubb. Uh, 14 games last year, and he missed a couple of games last year, missed two games last year. But uh, when you look at it, 1,259 yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, you know, you look at uh, five yards per carry, five and a half yards a carry. Uh, also had 174 yards in uh, in the air as well. So Nick Chubb is a guy who, um, it is going to be there. And I think one of the things that one of the main reasons Kevin Stefanski sometimes doesn't want to use Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the backfield at the same time is because he likes to keep those guys fresh. He like he likes to get that 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 fresh Kareem Hunt right after you got to tackle Nick Chubb. And then and you get another running style and a Dearness Johnson that you can bring in that's a more of a slasher, cutback runner. But I look at a couple of people. To me, Kareem Hunt, you look at it, what stands out for me for Kareem Hunt, only only eight, only eight games last year. Eight games for Kareem Hunt. Missed a ton of time last year. 386 yards, um, five touchdowns. He did put up some, some good yards in the passing game, in the receiving game. But here's the thing. Only eight games, and, and all of them are relatively young. Kareem Hunt is 26. Uh, Nick Chubb is 26. Dearness Johnson is 25. We all remember what Dearness Johnson was able to do against that game. Uh, over 130, 100, almost 140 yards against uh, against Denver in that that primetime game when when Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were out. And no Baker us. Mayfield, and everybody knew he was getting the ball. He facts, and we and, and Case Keenum was playing right. So I think this comes down to two people, Jeff. It comes down to Demetrius Felton. Um, and that's it's gonna be down with Demetri Felton, Jerome Ford, and Kareem Hunt. If, if if Jerome Ford comes in and looks like he's a monster and yep. he's a guy that can play, I think the Browns may look to move on from Kareem Hunt. I think if, if they if just by him being 26, he's injured a little more injuries the last couple of years. I wouldn't want to do it, but I wouldn't be surprised if I saw them do it. Uh, especially if Jerome Ford is a guy that that's really well or does really well. And Demetric Felton, I think he's another guy that could be a casualty. 20, 23 year old years old, but you look at what they did uh, in the draft and driving uh, uh, drafting David Bell. You look at Anthony Schwartz, I think is a gadget guy, kind of a special teams guy like him. And you said it, Jakeem Grant is another guy who can, can come in and do some of the same things that, that Felton could do, but he's faster to me. There's there's three guys we got to look at here: Ford, Felton, and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, for me, it, it's a really difficult room right now. Um, and you know, it's going to be a fun thing to watch as you know we go on here. We got a couple listener questions we're going to get to here. One of them actually, I jumped in and turned into a segment. So at two one five, Derek, appreciate you uh, sending that one over here. And this is why I like to do this, guys. Look, this time of year. We can give you the content you essentially want. Look, once we get into the regular season, these shows are essentially scripted as far as format and things to discuss. You got a pregame, you got a postgame. You know, most likely I'll be at rolling John Costco in here, PFF grades, that type of things. Um, so this is why I put these questions out. You know, I, you know, if you guys flood me and you know, respond to the question, um, we we get segments and I can kind of personalize the show for all you great listeners. Uh, we'll get to a little bit more here. Some couple more listener questions. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen every day. Again, YouTube, hit that subscribe button, folks. 
Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball scores. My Mets took a tough loss last night. That's all right, though. Fights and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back to Browns, or Locked On Browns podcast. Me, your host, co-host. She does so many shows. She's got to get these lines. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, welcome, welcome back to the ultimate sports. Welcome back to the barbershop. Welcome. Uh, listen, you just better time. roll a welcome back for now. <laughs> yeah, just, just, hey, come on back in here. It's Browns Locked On. You know what it is. <laughs> Hey, we going through some, uh, you know, some training camp stuff we going through. And today we just happened to land on running backs. We talked a little bit about the running backs, so the deep room. Now we're going through some of your fan questions. Let's get back to your fan questions. Uh, what, what do we got next coming up here on the uh, docket, Jeff? Um, this is actually one here. Um, the handle's tough, so we're not going to go with that. Uh, Robert S. Benjamin. Would it be conceivable? And I got to be honest, I saw this one last night. And I was kind of like, ooh, it, it you know definitely has some appeal to it. And I'm sure G. Bush, you, the former D lineman, um, possibility of things the Browns could do with the defensive line. Now, uh, we know Clowney can play on the inside in passing situations. We've seen Miles Garrett, his first career sack against the New York Jets in 2017, came on the inside. Um, you could do a scenario where you put both Miles and you put Jadamian Clowney on the inside, Alex right on an end. Chase Winovich on a right tackle. I mean, you could do this with Alex Wright conceivably too. He did do it at UAB. But, I mean, you want to talk about getting some dogs after the quarterback. Gee, Bush, you go with a, a pass-rushing D-line to those four guys. Man, I, I'll tell you what. I, one of the things I, I like that you can do, <laughs> I, I like if you go back and watch Miami. Um, Miami did this a little bit last year, and I think the Browns, you know, could be successful. When you look at the Baltimore Ravens game, they had everybody at the line of scrimmage. Nobody was back deep, and they would put eight, nine guys, even linebackers, all evenly across the line of scrimmage. And at the snap of the football, people would either drop in coverage, people would then rush, people would then twist or move or make a, a cut to the outside. So they would all line up, and you didn't know really what, what responsibilities you had. So when you got guys standing up like Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, first of all, they're 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 like really athletic second of all they're really big and second of all they're long third of all they're long and tall so now you got guys standing up the offensive linemen don't know where to get in their stance they don't know who's covering that's why you see for all those people watching the football the the center's calling out those assignments like hey we're going here the, the quarterback is saying hey which way do we need to slide the protection if we do am i going to keep a tight end in and then it's a snap of the ball everybody moves and moves to different directions and it's like if you think your clock was going fast to, to read the progressions and to figure out who's open as a quarterback, try doing that when you have no pre-snap notions or pre-snap judgments to go by where, where everybody's going to be at when the ball snaps. So they could do some of those things as well. I think they could get really creative with the, with the defensive line. Now, here's one I actually got sent to me in a DM. And look, if you want to send them that way, folks, you know you're more than welcome to. Um, we all believe Amari Cooper will be the leading wide receiver in this team in receptions this season. Um, but Garrett, and this is where the question I thought was pretty good, between David Bell, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Anthony Schwartz, how do they rank? Who? How do they rank two, three, four in who, receptions for the Browns in 2022? That's a, good, that's a really good question. I do like um, this one. 
uh, I, I would go. I'm gonna say this. I think David Bell gonna lead the second in receptions. I think uh, Donovan. If he Peterson, hits the ground, if he hits the ground running, uh, I, I think I agree with you. But go ahead. Yeah, it, Donovan Peoples Jones. I think will get the most yards. I think he'll be more of a a target deeper. Uh, I think he he has a bigger body. He looks like a much more a bigger red zone target a little bit. But in terms of the the in between sitting down catching the little uh, drag routes or if you're just running those little shallow crosses, I think David Bell's gonna get a lot of those and rack up a, a lot of those little quick possessions. Um, the way I'm going to do it here is, you know, I, I think it'll go two, three, four. I think David Bell will have more receptions. Um, I think Donovan Peoples Jones will be third. And then I think maybe most likely it would be Anthony Schwartz, but I will go with this. I think David Bell will have the most rece- receptions. I do believe that Donovan Peoples Jones will have the most receiving yards. And I think there's a good possibility. Anthony Schwartz might have the most yards per catch. Um, mm, ideally, I think I that's like the way. That. That's the way it would break down uh, for your Browns. Uh, obviously, we got to you know some stuff here today, a little bit off topic, but that's okay. Um, with you know obviously the tra- uh, you know what transpired here in uh, you know the United States yesterday, and it, it just it, it just hurts to the core. It, it really does. Um, thinking about those families and you know, even having to go in there and and hear those words. I mean, you know, obviously. You know, at this point, obviously, thoughts and prayers aren't just doing enough. Um, yeah. We need some people with some serious power and some serious juice to make some significant changes to this country. It's the bottom yeah. line. It is the damn bottom line. Uh, talking about obviously Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, uh, you know, basically going through it here and you know transitioning into a new part of his life um, as he's you know obviously got to you know grow up even more and, and deal with some difficultness you know while still trying to become the star player the Cleveland Browns hope he can be how the running back room is going to work out how the uh, defensive line the potential of some fun things that Joe Woods has there and of course you know what's going to go on here with the young wide receivers he is Garrett Bush I am Jeff Lloyd we are your hosts of Lockdown Browns we found on all your major power platforms make sure you're following or subscribed available now on youtube subscribe closing in on 460 let's get those numbers up 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 please 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 uh with all of this this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound lgb on the lob let's go browns